Transforming Tyler is more than just a slogan. It's become the work of the many East Texans who serve in Tyler city government and the businesses that support it. But it's become a mission for the city's leaders, many of whom have devoted their careers or their second careers to public service. To get an update on the city's revitalization efforts, UT Tyler Radio connects with the mayor of the city of Tyler, Don Warren. Here's your host, Mike Landis. When I sent the invitation to you, I mentioned that you might want to launch into a few verses of Jolene. Tell folks what I was referring to. Well, should I sing it first? Jolene. Jolene. Explain to folks where that comes from. Well, we got a wild hair uh, recently. We're working on the Mayfair and revitalizing the Mayfair building that was built in 1927. 27. And This is out at the fairgrounds. Out at the fairground. Yeah. And, and this is a, an old dance hall. And uh, many, many years ago, there was a lot of different artists that came, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Tammy Wynette, Johnny Cash, and, of course, Dolly Parton. And she came, and, and she actually sang there on February the 7th, 1972. Oh, my goodness. So we thought, you know, we saw her at the halftime on the Cowboy game. and, and uh, Pretty amazing pretty for 77. 77. Yeah. What, a, what an outfit. Yeah. But uh, we got this idea of let's send her a video. And 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 played with her to come to Tyler. So we 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 went out to the to the Mayfair and we did the video and it, it started off with this. Hello, Dolly. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and, and, and then we talked about just we we want her to come back and yeah. and uh, she had, she'd played there before and and we wanted her to come back and and uh, we talked about the history of the Mayfair and we talked about her being a legend. But we got off into. You know, here in Tyler, we, we dream big, we think big. And so here we are, we're asking, uh, this is a big ask. And we thought, there's no chance that, that she'll come. And, and but that's fine. Yeah. So we uh, put this on Facebook and Instagram and some other spots. And, and we, I don't know how many shares we've had. It's, it's, it's broken a, a record here. Sure. And uh, we're starting to get texts from people all over the country. Oh, no kidding. And one of the texts actually came from L.A. and uh, has a connection with Dolly's manager and said, so if this does occur, how, how, how would you make it happen? What would you do? And so two nights ago, I, I called one of the ladies with the city and I said, so if Dolly came, what would we actually do? I mean, we don't have a venue big enough. I mean, the Mayfair will hold, hold 500 people sitting down and, and 800 kind of standing up. And, and, and so we really started brainstorming what we would do. And so we kind of have a, a thought in our minds. And so we're going to get back. And, and uh, will she come? I don't know. But uh, I know if we don't ask, she won't come. So. I, yeah, I was thinking about my grandma's words to me. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's right. That's so, right. so we've asked, and, and uh, it's fun. It, you know, all the, all the comments on Facebook have been fun and, yeah. and exciting. and It's just been a fun thing for the community. I, I think that would be absolutely terrific. That would be a lot of fun. No question about it. You know, without making you repeat your State of the City speech word for word, could you give us sort of the cliff notes or maybe more – more contemporarily, the Wikipedia rundown of the high points of 2023 in Tyler, Texas. Well, you know, Mike, nothing ever stays the same, and we don't want it to stay the same. We want to we want to be progressive and, and do things new and different. And, and like I said a minute ago, think big and, and do big and dream. You know, dream big. And so we are doing a lot of things that uh, that are fun for the community. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the Mayfair. Which is which is a, a f- going to be a fabulous 
uh, venue for, for artists and musicians and so forth to come. But that's one thing that we, we talked about, the state of the city. We talked about the completion of the W.T. Brookshire Conference Center. Which is where you gave the, the event. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's been a, a huge hit, and, and it's been very popular. You know, we talk about the downtown plan, uh, which we can talk about more later if you wish. Sure. But, but the downtown plan is, is something that is so exciting. And we talk about narrowing down the streets and widening the sidewalks by 20 feet and creating a real walkable atmosphere and a, a safe atmosphere. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we were in New York over the weekend. And one thing that we discovered was that actually New York City is more walkable than Tyler, Texas. And which is so weird, but it but it is. It, oh, it has to be because there's no you can't afford to put a car in New York. <laughs> no, no, but that's what we want. We want in Tyler for for people to be able to walk. Yeah, and so with with the wider sidewalks and the and the, the narrower streets, it'll slow down the traffic, and 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 there'll be more crosswalks. There'll be a, a roundabout, two roundabouts, which is which is something that people are going to have to adapt to. And you know, and they'll be cursing your name until they get used to well, it. Well, actually, there's some there's some there's some Facebook posts, and people are going to say, I, "I'm going to open a body shop so I can help with all the cars that have accidents." So you're going to receive some negative uh, on that. But you know, we got a lot of stuff planned for downtown. You know, we talk about the, the medical school that's currently under construction, which is huge. Yes. And then we talk about uh, the new courthouse, and right now they're working on the new parking garage. And in the parking garage is going to be great for the courthouse, but the judges said because that was a bond election, the voters voted for the, for that parking garage, which means he wants to open it up to the public. So there's 550 spots. Yep. So when people talk about downtown and having a hard time finding a place to park, this is going to be another avenue and another place for people to park particularly weekends when you have events down there and and the courts are closed that's right and so it's 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 going to be good and and so you you talk about uh that in medical school you talk about the two schools ut tyler tjc uh both really growing and and just we got and stuff on the west loop i think we talked about that Mm. during state of the city yeah brookshire's is going in on the west loop there's some other people that uh i think there's a car wash chick-fil-a and and some other things, but, you know, Sam's has been out there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Sam's never created a draw. So why did Sam's not create more growth around that? Well, I just don't think Sam's and that type of, of big box store creates that. But hopefully a, a Brookshire's, a, a Chick-fil-A, and we're talking to the developers about other things they want to put in there. And so we really hope that the, the West Loop, Start to really blow up and 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 be something be something big, but but when we talk about transform, we that's exactly what we mean. We transform areas that have been in their current state for years. South Tyler takes care of itself. I mean, yeah. it's going to grow. We don't have to do anything. It's just it's going to grow on its own. So we we really are trying to emphasize and focus on other areas of of town that have been somewhat neglected and get some more growth. You need to get a little more water and sunshine on some of those plants there in that part of town. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so that's what we're doing, and we're focusing on that. And uh, some of these things we're incentivizing uh, to help spur the growth. And we're doing some of that same incentivizing downtown as well. Tell me about um, 
something that I, I was interested in. As someone who arrived in Tyler in the early 60s on a, a trans-Texas prop plane at Pounds Field, that's how far back it went. I've heard talk for years that Tyler would reclaim its past, build its future, keep the brick streets. And again, with a grateful nod to those who came before, it seems like this last decade has marked some of the most significant growth in Tyler. Wishes have become plans. Plans have been seen the, the ground broken and structures going up. That's got to be very exciting for you as a guy who came from private industry and right into this role as a politician and a leader in terms of leading this growth. Well, you know, Mike, it's, 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 it's phenomenal how different the private sector is from municipal, municipality and the city. And I'm used to things moving along quickly. And and in my company, which is called Lamoco, which stands for Little Me Oil Company, I can make a, I can make a decision, and you, you can go bam, 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 real quick. But when right. you're working with the city, there it's a slower process, and you have to bid things out, and you have to do things in a slower manner. So even the conference center, that's not something that just started when I became mayor. That's something that, that had started for years. And back in 2016, we had a committee where we did a master plan for the Rose Garden. And and so it actually started prior to that, but in 2016 is really when it got started. But there's there's more master plans. There's the, I mean, master plan, master plan. Then you got to go and do all this due diligence and hire engineers and do traffic studies. And, and so it just takes a, a long process. And I'm very impatient with that because I want things to happen quicker. And when you're mayor for hopefully a six-year term, even though I was on council before that, I was able to get some things started then. But still, six years goes by quick. And so when you talk about decades of planning and decades of growth, I've only got six years to 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 accomplish my goals. And then I'm going to leave whatever's been started to the next mayor, and he's going to have his vision on where he wants things. Or she. To, or she, where things go in the future. So it's a slow process, and I'm, I'm impatient, and uh, I want to get a lot accomplished before the end of or middle of 2026. I mentioned that uh, when I first came to Tyler in the early 60s, we were house hunting at the time, and we stayed at the Carlton with its cabana and its swimming pool. And as a teenager, that was pretty sweet. There have been any number of efforts over the decades since then to bring it back in some sort of iteration. And when North of New Orleans came in with new plans and then brought on Fitzpatrick Architects and the city worked with them to create apartments and shops there, it's very exciting. The economy, however, has had an effect on financing, I'm told. And I'm wondering what the situation is now. Is it moving along or is it just pausing with the tide as it moves in and out? Well, North is a, they're the same people that are doing the Wilcox building just south of the Carlton. Mm -hmm. And that's in progress. And yeah. they decided to go and jump on that building first because their financing on the Carlton just it didn't materialize. And like you say, part of that was due to construction costs, due to, to it, rising interest rates. And so it, it got, it stalled out. And so they kind of lost their financing. And so the city council voted to to give them a, a $1.5 million incentive if they can get it done within a certain amount of time, and they would get this $1.5 million when they get their certificate of occupancy. So this is our motivation to help bridge that gap because of the rising interest rates. North still has a, a, a very big interest in, in making that happen. It would no longer be a hotel. It would be market rate apartments. Right. And so uh, I think it's still going to happen. I think it's going to, uh, you know, hopefully interest rates will start dropping uh, soon. But they've got 
the Wilcox, they've got the, the Carlton, they've got the Lindsay, they've got the, the Fair building. And I think I think over time they're going to to do something, develop all those buildings. So there's there they love this market. It's a an exciting market. They they feel the energy that's coming from all the new development mm. and they want to be here. You know, all the other apartments that are downtown, they're full. And people thought that when the apartments got built on uh, by City Hall and the townhomes by City Hall right. and all these different lofts, people thought that it would saturate the downtown market. It hasn't. And since those are all full, there's still there's still room for more. You know, I'm going to go right down this rabbit hole, so bear with me here as I go here. I have a lot of friends who are retired or retirement age. There's many are still working in some capacity like me who've told me that if there was a reasonable option for them to sell their 3,000-square-foot home, that they pay the utilities and fix the gutters and this, that, and the other, and they're you know empty nesters, they're just there, the two of them, that sort of thing, they'd live in a downtown condominium. They'd be ready to go and do something like that if there was something like that available. A penthouse or upper floor condos, I think about the Carlton in particular, boy, that seems like a slam dunk, but someone told me that making the top floors of the Carlton, for instance, was a no-go for the financing, which seemed a little crazy. Is there any kind of a project that you're aware of, not just the Carlton, but any kind of a project for some sort of purchase of townhomes or condominiums um, other than the ones that are on Irwin, which are really more for a younger crowd? We, I got a chance to see one the other day. Beautiful, but for somebody who's 30 years younger than me and <laughs> with, three, with three flights of stairs. Um, is there any kind of a project like that? You know, I'm, I'm not aware of any projects where you can go purchase. Uh, most of the that I'm, I'm aware of are market rate rentals. Okay. So I, I think that's the direction that the developers are going uh, at this point. But I, I know on the, the over on Irwin, West Irwin, there's a lot, lot of land there mm-hmm. that uh, Mr. Hersey owns, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to develop what what uh, has the best return. And so if townhomes has a better return than apartments, then that's probably the direction he'll go. So it's pretty much what, the, you know, is driven by the private sector. And, sure. and uh, you know, a lot of, there are several people that live in the townhomes that, that you mentioned that uh, are people that are uh, in their 50s mm-hmm. and uh, that have decided they, they don't longer want to take care of the yard. Right. And, right. and it's just an, an easier life. They have better knees than me. I can tell you that sure. right Sure, sure. <laughs> Of the nearly half dozen conversations we've had with you here at UT Tyler Radio, we invariably end up talking about traffic. And the economic development folks like Scott Martinez say, yay, traffic, people spending money, bringing money into Tyler. Many residents say, I can't believe I'm sitting through a third red light. And I know you hear a lot of that. Well, I do. And it's funny because I just had a conversation with, with uh, a father and his daughter at a luncheon. And the father, father never complains about the traffic. And the daughter, uh, she was complaining to me about the traffic. And I, I looked at him. I said, I don't know where you live, but I'm going to take a guess. And I, I told the father, I said, I bet you live inside the loop. He said, yes, I do. And I looked at her, and I said, I bet you live out on Jacksonville Highway. And she goes, I do. And, and so I, I live inside the loop. And so I made a, a conscious decision many, many years ago that, that I don't want to deal with, with traffic. And so personally, I made a decision to, to, to have a home within the loop. And so here she is out on, on old Jacksonville Highway. And, and especially 8 and 5, it's going to be chaotic. And I, I was able to, to let her know that uh, once the widening of old Jacksonville occurs in 2026, 
it'll be much better. And she goes, so I'm going to have to live through a widening of old Jacksonville. <laughs> so, you know, there's growth pains to it. Yes. But when you have all that growth out on old Jacksonville, it, 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 uh, it you, you got to widen it. And Textos going to do the project. It's, it's in a $180 million range. Uh, but that'll be in 2026. And there's other widening projects that are going to occur in other areas of the city to, to, to help with traffic. But, you know, people do contact me and talk about traffic. And, and as I've always said, you know, on Broadway, you know, especially at this time of year, if you're going to choose to go up and down Broadway on Saturday during the holidays, you, you, it's it's a parking lot, and, mm-hmm. and you're not going to move. And so you got to find alternate routes, mm-hmm. whether whether it's so Jacksonville or or Paluxy or, you know, a lot of times I'll go out 155 to Loop 49 and, and go all the way the back way. But but I avoid Broadway just because I don't want to I don't want to feel road rage or have people <laughs> feel road rage towards me. But you know when it's not the holidays, it's gotten so much better with the the lighting. Of the, the the timing of the lights, mm-hmm. and and one thing I, I mentioned in State of the City, and I'll say again is, is there has been a thirty two percent reduction in wait time on Broadway, and you know I personally I can make it up and down Broadway. If I'm at Cumberland Village and I'm coming north back to my house, I can just about make it to Burfell Park without hitting a single red light. Mm. But it, it takes paying attention. It takes not not being on your phone. The speed limit is forty five. I'll either go forty four or forty six. But I'm not encouraging people to break the Don't law. Do that. Forty seven actually works the best. <laughs> but but if you go the speed limit and stay in the middle lane, you can you can, and, and pay attention. You can you can make it. And that's what they're trying for. Are people that are paying attention. If you get behind somebody that's texting. If you get behind somebody that's lollygagging. It messes up the whole timing concept, and so mm-hmm. you're you're going to hit the lights wrong. So you've got to pay attention, and and I'm not saying encourage the other drivers <laughs> to do it by honking the horn, but everybody just needs to be a responsible driver. Yep, that's absolutely true. No question about that. You and the folks you've been working with have created a momentum that's undeniable. What's it going to take to keep it on track and going strong in 2024? Well, I, I think it's an excitement level. And and it's back to the vision. When I when I first got on council in two thousand and fourteen, the the mindset in the city was, we can't do that. We don't have the money to do that. That won't work. And and it was almost it was almost that that Eeyore yeah <laughs> mindset. Right. You know we can't do it. Yeah. You know the train can't make it up the track. The track. Yeah. And, and so what we've really done over the years is we've changed that mindset. From, I don't know how we're going to do it, to, yes, we are going to do it. We've got to figure out a way to do it. And the Mayfair building is, is an example. People will say, how are you going to, how are you going to come up with $4 million bucks to redo the, the Mayfair? You know, we don't want to spend property tax. We don't want to spend sales tax. How are you going to pay for that? We're actually using hotel occupancy tax uh-huh. to pay for the Mayfair. Nice. So people that come in town and stay in our hotels and pay that 9%, those are the people that are paying for the Mayfair. We part of the funding for the Brusher Conference Center came from hotel occupancy tax. You know, legacy trails that, that we're building the second phase of now, part of that's coming from a TxDOT grant. Nice. So we're we're finding other avenues to pay for things and and it's amazing how the whole mentality 
of every every department in the city has changed not from we can't do that we it's changed to we can do that and we got to figure out how we're going to do it that's really quite amazing now in the many conversations we've had here also and with all due respect to your efforts and those of our hardworking city council when do you think we'll start to see some of the 30 40s and 50s young people who have been part of the engine getting our our economy and getting the spirit of Tyler. I'm thinking about Heart of Tyler and, and those kinds of organizations and the people that are involved in that. When are we going to see some of those people in leadership roles, do you think? Well, that, that's, a, that's a great question. And it's something that we need to do is, is I'm, I'm, I'm a gray-haired guy. And I need to encourage and, and, and be a, more of a mentor to young people to get involved in city council or one of our boards and commissions. And, you know, we have a, we have a mentor-mentee program with young people at UT Tyler mm-hmm. that are in the Student Government Association, which is fine and dandy, but I don't think they're they're probably ready to, to become part of the city council or right. part of, of government leadership. So it really is. It's getting the younger people involved. And uh, I, I see an interest, and, and I see people that, that want to do it, but it just hasn't happened. And is it like a leadership Tyler thing that you could, or do you have a, a relationship with the, that group? Oh, sure. I, I was in leadership Tyler, the class of thirty, which was the best class ever. And, and <laughs> they all say that. Uh, yeah. But in, in our leadership class, we had Judge Franklin, we had Sheriff Larry Smith. Wow. And so we had a, an older group of people that were in the class, mm-hmm. but we also had a younger group, and the younger group. They're all involved. They've they've got families, they've got businesses, they they've got soccer, they got baseball, and they've got so many things to do. Do they have time to devote to a job that pays nothing? And so, whether you're on council, mayor, a board, a commission, a nonprofit, you don't get paid. And and so, what are your priorities? You know, when when I was that age, my priority was my family, and and making a living. But as I've gotten older and, and uh, been in a position to, to volunteer, you know, that's what I've done. So maybe one of the reasons why older people are involved more than younger is because it's just the you have the ability to, to do that. You have a little more freedom. And I see some younger people that uh, in their 30s and 40s that have some of that freedom, but it just really hadn't caught on as much as it should. But we need more people, young people in leadership. I, I can see where that would be a challenge for you in 2024 and beyond. Sure. How much longer do you want to serve as mayor? Or maybe should I ask, how much longer does your wife want you to serve as mayor? You know, she has been, uh, she's, she's, she's blown me away with, with her uh, encouragement. And she never knows, she never knows what's going to happen. And, and uh, you know, we got back from, from New York yesterday or, or on uh, Monday and and I, I told her, uh, actually, the, the following day, I said, we're going to have a group of people come over for dinner. They're coming in town to try to, they're looking at developing a business. And we've been talking to them for two years and really has developed a friendship. And I told her, I said, we need to have all these people over for dinner tonight. And she goes, are you talking about tonight? <laughs> I said, yes. Uh, we'll get Stanley's. We'll have it brought in. So so last night we had this big group of people that came in and, and we we had dinner at our house, and, and it was very personable and, and very relational. 
And next week we're having two other things at our house that, that are driven by people that want to do things here in Tyler. And so she never knows what, what I'm going to spring on her. But every time she, she's, got, she's up for it, and uh, I think she's is good. You know, I've got two and a half more years if, if I don't have an opponent this next May. And I think she'll be she'll be good to go. Now I may have told you in the past we have a we have a little rule in our house that I only ask her to, to go to three events every month, mm-hmm. and so she knows she's safe for nothing more than three events. So uh, ask her uh, to go to three things a month and nothing more. Well, that that seems to work pretty. Well. I was just thinking she might need a neck brace for the jewels in her crown in heaven, for <laughs> for going through all of this with you and and finding ways to uh, take care of. Oh, by the way, I'm bringing over forty friends for dinner. We'll just call Stanley's. It's no big deal. Well, it, it to me it's it's not a big deal. To her, it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's her house. It's her house, and she's not as concerned about about the dinner and all that kind of stuff. She's a clean freak. Oh, yeah. and, and we have two dogs and two cats. Oh. So her biggest deal is she don't want people to sit on the couches <laughs> and sit up and have cat hair all over their back, or have have the uh, sticky rollers everywhere. Trying, sure, sure, to sure. Get the hair off of no, she's great. Any final thoughts you'd like to share before we go? Oh, you know, Mike, it's just it's been such a pleasure, and and one of the things we hadn't talked about are our police and fire, and and I tell you, we have such a fine group of men and women that that, that serve our city. Whether you're in police or fire, and and the relationship that, that all these these folks have with, with people in the community just keeps getting better and better. And uh, you know the citizens love police and fire, and and and, uh, and and vice versa. It's just a it's a great relationship. We keep throwing uh, what we need to t- towards those two departments so they can maintain safety as they keep us safe and like the fire department is getting uh they just got a new tire truck and then we got two new engines coming the police have had more uh double shot tasers you know to mm-hmm. keep them safe so we're constantly giving them what they need to keep them safe and, and that's something that you know they don't get mentioned enough but they do they make a big difference in our community and they keep us all safe so i'm very thankful for them Thanks for listening to UT Tyler Radio Connects with Don Warren, Mayor of the City of Tyler. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, uttyderradio.org. To be notified of future episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For Mike Landis, I'm Jeff Johnson. Thanks for listening to UT Tyler Radio Connects from UT Tyler Radio 99.7 FM.